welcome to the seventh podcast in our series. I'm Rory McGarry from mynewcv.ie. We'll help you get the interview, you get the job. And this time we'll be speaking about interviews, how to get them, we've covered at length. But this time we'll be more focusing on how to win and make sure you get that job offer. As usual, we've gotten a lot of emails on specific topics which we've covered on a one-to-one basis. So thanks again to all for getting in touch. Thanks again for the comments on our last podcast, that's the um, video interview on City Channel. Um, no doubt from here on in you'll recognise the sounds of my flappy hands waving around. So anyway, we'll get stuck into today's main section, a very brief and simple guide to acing an interview. So you have the interview confirmed, but there are some things that you must do. Now I'll go through the basics quickly, they're all fairly obvious. You need to know exactly where you're supposed to be, if you have time eyeball the building itself, and know whereabouts within the building you to be, so on the seventh floor, you know, is it behind some other office? Make sure you know how long it will take you to get there, right? From where you're going to be, are you leaving just straight after work? Are you coming in from home? What kind of buses, public transport, are you driving? Is there parking involved? And once you've established that, add on some extra time for your trip. Be there ten minutes early. Too early is a bit weird. Don't do it. And late, yeah, you know yourself. In terms of dress code, it's important to be formal. Now, depending on the setting, of course, but a good rule of thumb is business wear. You really can't go wrong. But what I would suggest, if, it, if it's a business kind of environment anyway, be slightly more formal than you would wear at the job, if you know what I mean. Have the shoes shined, wear appropriate clothes. And, and remember, you're not going clubbing here, okay? Your appearance is important. Um, aftershave or perfume, just be understated. I, you know, I say if you're going to smell, smell good but at the same time, don't overdo it. If the interviewer can smell you before they can see you, it's already over, okay? Now, who's interviewing you? Find out the names and the titles of, you know, the interviewees, are there more than one? Is there more than one, rather? But also where these people sit in the organization compared to you, should you accept an offer? Would it be a peer group? Would it be direct manager? Would it be their manager? Um, And know the process involved. Is it a a three-stage interview? Is it a one and done? Will there be personality profiles and so on? This will help you be more comfortable during the interview and allow you to pace yourself. As in, you know, you don't have to give it the, f- the, the full gun the first time round if it's going to be a three-stage interview, especially if the first person will also be in, on part of the third interview. Um, establish the format as well. Is it a straight panel-based interview, two or three people, would, or, you know, one? Will it be a competency-based interview? Is there a technical test involved for the specific role? Again, prepare accordingly, but if you have questions on, on the issues I just raised there, send me an email. Um, know the company. Okay, Learn as much as you can about their market. And prepare some questions that demonstrate this knowledge. Don't just say, oh, well, well, where do you see the company being in, in five years' time? You know, If you're asking questions like that, make sure that you, know, you say, well, I see that the company has recently branched out into various geographical locations. You know, where, where's the next step? So you're telling them that you've got a good question, but it's also directly related to their recent activity, which demonstrates that you've researched their recent activity. You don't have to be too obvious about it, but there, there has to be a hook in each of your questions, okay? Um, right. <laughs> Remember the basics. This may sound, may sound a bit silly, but eye contact. You know, being shown a chair to sit in, or told to sit, or asked to sit, rather, rather than just sitting down, you know, listen to the questions. If somebody asks you something, 
make sure that you answer the, the correct question and don't just be thinking like a politician and what it is that you want to say. You know, what, tell them what, what they're looking to, to hear because people are nice. They want you to do well, okay? Um, always shake hands standing up. That seems like a bit of an odd one, but just picture it. You're sitting there and somebody walks across to shake hands with you. You know, and if you're a man and a lady comes over to, to shake your hand and you're sitting there, it's just it's bad form. Okay, just don't do it. So always shake hands standing up. My own personal favourite is a bit of a, an in. It's to always thank the person who shows you in and out. So if, if you know, if you, like it's a receptionist, okay? It, it's, a, it's good manners, but it's, it's the proper way you behave. But oftentimes, especially if it's a customer-facing role, the interviewer will ask his colleague, say, what do you think of that guy? It's a, like it's a small thing, but it all adds up. So if the receptionist brings you in, and say, in you go, he'll be with you shortly, whatever, he'll say thanks very much. And then when you're leaving, you catch the eye and say, and nod to them, say thanks for that. It, it does help. It's the right thing to do as well. Now, moving into the meat of the process, this is kind of where it gets a bit runny. If you've been provided with a job spec, okay, you already have a list of the competencies that are required to be successful in this role. That is the role you're going to get. Now, if you don't have a job spec, you can write one. If it's important how to do that, you put yourself in the chair of the interviewer, then write out what they need the candidate to do to be successful in the job. That's when they're in the job. So what is this role supposed to do? Are you a sales manager? You're know, supposed to increase sales. Are you supposed to expand the, um, the target market? Are you supposed to bring in more people? Are you supposed to you know, recruit or whatever? So you can address all of these points. Now, ideally, the company will have written out the job spec. I'd be slightly worried if they haven't, because that means they haven't sat down and write, written down what it is that they want from this person. However, if they haven't done that, or if, if you're going through a recruiter, if they haven't provided you with a job spec, then you're kind of a little bit in the dark, you have to do it yourself. But again, it's a common sense approach. What, is the, what, what does the hiring company want this person to do? So when you have that done, all you need to do now okay, is to prepare two examples for every competency, right? And be ready to explain each using this process, basically before, during, and after. Or, I prefer, and you may hear this elsewhere, situation, what was happening, behavior, what did you do to change it, and outcome, how did your actions positively change this situation to everybody's benefit, right? So situation, behavior, outcome. So, to recap, you have the job spec, you break it down into points, you create two examples from your past, your professional past, that is, as to you know something you, you you've been in this situation before, so situation behavior outcome write them down, practice them talk to somebody about them, and so that obviously they're going to use your CV and the job spec assuming they have one, at least they'll have an idea of what's required and you will have prepared for this, and th that's the basis of the interview. These are where they're going to get their questions from, so they're going to say, tell me about a time where you did this, or even better if you have enough notice you can actually amend your CV, because if you see a job spec online, you can amend your CV to focus on those specific competencies. Anyway, situation, behavior, outcome. So an example of that would be if the competency that you're either given or you work out yourself is, say, delegation. So then you can say, and prepare for this, and then you know they're going to talk about delegation, obviously, in the interview, say situation. And so prior to joining the department, Every manager was responsible for various projects. You know, everybody got very hands-on and jack-of-all-trades, master of none, and it was a bit of a mess, really, in business speak, obviously. 
then that was the situation. It, it was a, bit a complex situation where there was a lack of clarity and so on. For the behaviour, when you came in as manager, you ascertained what sta which staff members had specific strengths in, in which areas, and then you targeted them specifically with delivery of tasks within pre-agreed timeframes in those areas. Right, so that's the behaviour. And the outcome was happier staff, they'd more responsibility, and they'd more time to drive projects forward, and, and also in, in the areas of you know, their own expertise and interests, and ultimately achieved quicker delivery, and therefore got to market quicker, made money quicker. Easy. So, you say somebody asks you about delegation of tasks, so you'd say, well, prior to me joining, it was a bit of a complex situation, there was a lack of clarity, there were too many managers, and it, it, it seemed um, a, a little bit awkward to get through, um, that is, you know, to get the, <laughs> how would you put this, to get to the, the desired result that management were looking for, and it was, a, it, was a, it was a bit of a mess, to be honest. So when I came in, like one of the first things I did is that I, I assessed basically every team member and, and all the managers and figured out who was best of what and what was the best way to, um, the best way to point these people. So got them involved, set targets, pre-agreed timeframes, and, and let them off, the, off to run what it is that they do. Then ultimately, within about six months, we got better results. People were happier, a bit of a spring in the step, and people knew what they were doing, and people liked that. Boom, shut up. Perpetuation, behavior, outcome. Of course, you will obviously have prepared better than I have there, but anyway, you, you get the idea. So tell the interviewer, situation, behavior, outcome. This, th you know, that is my, my big my big piece of advice for interviewing, basically, is, is that situation, behavior, outcome. It's all about the preparation. Everything else is fairly, you know, it's a common sense approach, but there is more, you know, th this, this emotional intelligence or, or EQ, that's your ability to think on your feet and, and how strong your body language is, like, like mirroring and so on. So, well, mirroring is quickly and, and unconsciously mirroring the body language of the interviewer, so you kind of do what they do. Uh, like for good or real, this is something that I'm quite guilty of. Like, <laughs> I once stole a lisp from somebody I spent time with. It was very strange. But a great, for instance, is um, the video in podcast six I, I mentioned earlier on, where I was a couple of minutes into the interview with David Harvey, who I'd never met before, like seconds before the interview began. I was like, "How are you doing?" <laughs> you know, got a level on the microphone, and off we went. And I, I, like a couple of minutes in, I began to mimic his mannerisms the way he hooks his fingers while making a point. And um, I, I started doing it, and then w didn't realise until it was pointed out to me later that, it, that I was doing this, and it made him feel more at ease with me, and, and I was more relaxed with him. And like an example of, of, of a similar thing would be Bill Clinton. Like he, he makes a point and gesticulates, but he doesn't point with his finger. He, he uses his thumb, which is quite... Um, an unusual thing. So keep an eye out for Bill Clinton. He makes every point with his thumb. So it's non-aggressive, but never lets you pay attention. Anyway, um, every interaction that you have with anybody always has this sort of thing happening, you know, the non-verbal communication. And it, it's difficult to control for a novice, but all you need to know about body language in an interview is, is to look like you're listening, which is very important. Not so much that you are or are not listening, but to look like you're listening, to give the impression. And it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's, it's bad manners not to, you know, but to be, to be, demonstrative with gesticulations uh, how you use your, your hands don't be too flappy hands like me but you know don't be afraid of it either um, emphasize points like the Bill Clinton thing I mentioned there but 
let the interviewer know that you're passionate about the career and business in general and sympathize always sit up straight even leaning forward maybe put your elbows on the desk if you get into a bit of a, a meaty thing or you want to demonstrate in the particular passion that you have it shows that passion and eagerness but you know like i said slouching lack of eye contact bad ideas bad manners anyway um but ultimately the thing is once you've secured that interview it means the cv has done the main part of its job now it will still be the template for most interviews remember that along with the job spec so i alluded to earlier on when if you have enough time from looking at the job spec before sending the CV in, you can make specific changes to the CV to make it even closer, to mirror the um, job spec and their requirements even, even closer. So be aware of that. And the interviewer will take cues from the CV, but you'll also make notes on it as well. So I'll have a think of make sure you leave space in the CV. Getting a little off topic there, but nevertheless, it's an important point. So to recap, be on time, dress appropriately, show that you've engaged physically and emotionally with the interviewer or interviewers. Have the preparation done and with each answer that you give, use the situation behaviour outcome process. And that will guarantee every response you give is to the point and accurate. What they want to hear, what they need to hear to be able to make a decision. You can take control of that. So have your questions ready, listen to the answers and take the relevant cues from what's said to you. Remember the example about, um, oh I see you've, you've expanded in certain areas right, what's the next step? And they might say, well, we're looking at, at possibly moving into um, the Arab states. And you say, oh, that's very interesting because I spent a lot of time in Doha or, or whatever it is. If you're listening to what they say and you're quick enough on your feet, you'll be able to have a supplementary hook to get in there as well. So you impress them with the question, you listen to their answer, and if you've got a relevant comeback, and if you're really good, you can set that up yourself, you're laughing. It's a bit of information you already know. They give the answer you give an appropriate second answer, if you like, or a second response, and then blow them away, because nobody does that. Now, again, interviews are like any other business process, insofar as that the more you prepare and practice, the better you'll be at them. Now, ultimately, if the rolling company are right for you, you can make sure that you get the job, or if it's in your hands, because whether we like it or not, most interviewers are great at what they do, nine to five, that's you know managing or directing or whatever, and they're great at that, you would assume or hope but generally they're not specifically good at interviewing which is a different skill altogether now everybody thinks they're a great interviewer it just isn't true so be aware of that that you know with the best will in the world they can still get it wrong at this particular thing so you need to make sure that you take as much control as possible to give them no option but to hire you because you are the right person for the role unless of course you're completely not the right person for the role but then it, it'll be difficult to um, to fake that you know what I mean? The, the passion is difficult to fake. So you'll, you'll, um, you will get there, but it's all about the preparation. Now, if you have any further questions on this particular topic or any other, feel free to email us at sales at mynewcv.ie or check out the website for more information on our services. Now, remember, we're still offering free CV advice, as in, you know, send us the CV. We'll tell you how we'd recommend that you improve it. We send you a PDF. We send you a sample CV as well, so you can uh, imitate that if you like. And of course, we'd rather you pay us to do it, obviously. But that's that's the extent of our hard sell. Don't worry about it. And finally, we've just launched our mobile CV platform as well, which is great. Essentially, we developed with our partners an application that allows us to convert standard CVs, you know, your Word docs or PDFs, into iPhone and smartphone compatible format with a bespoke web address and password protection if required as well. So 
it looks amazing on iPhone and it can be a huge positive if you can submit your CV in this way. So as more and more hiring managers are using the devices, like you can be on a train or an airport and everybody with a suit has got one of these um, iPhones or, or whatever devices. So chances are, if a CV goes to them or is emailed to them directly, if it's in this format, they're going to blow them away. Okay, Now it looks grand on desktop as well because it, it's effectively converted to a printable version using a desktop. So for 25 euro, which is all we charge, you send us your CV, we put it up on um, a, a page that can be built around your name on our website, password protected, you can choose a password if you want, and um, then you send the URL to the hiring manager, wallop, it's, you know, you can, you can put that link in your CV, or you can put it in the cover email as well, and it's just an extra advantage against the competition, and especially if the company is involved in technology. It's a no-brainer. Anyway, um, feel free to email us, as I said, sales at mynewcv.ie for a link to my own CV, which I've created uh, on mobile format. And um, I also have a PDF created, so if you don't have the, the mobile device yourself, you can see how it looks, um, screenshots. And um, any and all feedback is very welcome. So that's it for Podcast 7 in the series. Again, thanks to you for listening. Really appreciate it. We've nearly 300 subscribers in Ireland, so that's brilliant I'm, I'm really pleased with that and we're still top 50 in itunes which is um it's fantastic anyway we've yet to decide on podcast eights podcast eights subject so suggestions are welcome as always in the meantime keep well <laughs>